Welcome to Screen Thoughts with Hollister and O'Toole. Margarita. I'll get it. No, it's fine. Hey, don't make me fight a stranger. Whoa! You're like an American sex wolf in London. When did you go back? Thursday. Well, I'll just I'll write down my number. You know what? That's my work visa, so if you doesn't matter. Great. Hey, so great to hear from you. I'm pregnant. I don't understand. You know, we had sex like 25 times in a week and you wore a condom maybe twice. Why did you let me do that? And it only says Rob because uh, I don't know your surname. It's Norris. Mine's Morris. Morris and Norris. Well, at least that's ridiculous. You gonna keep it? Uh, I don't know. Are you gonna keep yours? I've already invested in them. They've got braces and stuff now. You should marry me. What? Aren't you supposed to fall in love first? Fewer arranged marriages end in divorce than real ones. Is that because they end in suicide? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Hollister, it's O'Toole here, and today we're going to be talking about the new and very original show, Catastrophe, which a friend of mine discovered recently on one of her flights. Thanks, Rocio. <laughs> Thank you, Rocio. And she said, um, it's a little raunchy, but she thought I would really like it, and she said, check it out on Amazon Prime. And by the way, the minute you told me you wanted to do this, and you and I said, where, where do I you know, grab it. You said mm -hmm. Amazon Prime. I'm like, really? I know that place where we used to go to buy books is now doing original <laughs> well, you know, programming. Look, Netflix, HBO, and now Amazon. You know, if Amazon chooses mm -hmm. to get into this, they yep. certainly have much larger resources than both HBO mm -hmm. and Netflix. So you know what? Go get them, Tigers. And obviously not facing the same limitations as network broadcasts where they could not use the same language that and they use here just to great the point, effect. Yeah, if Amazon chooses to get into the movie business where they can stream it that way and they can bypass the theaters altogether, whatever, mm -hmm. look out, Charlie, because that means that, you know, certainly, you know, women or any kind of person who wants to go in and make a movie is going to have a much bigger opportunity. Right now, it's a very close field out there, mm -hmm. which is cool. And, you know, I love the backstory to how this show came yeah, to be. Well. So it's created and completely written by two comedians, Sharon Horgan from Ireland and Rob Delaney from Boston, who was voted the exactly. funniest man on Twitter. He has over a million followers He actually followers wasn't voted the funniest man on Twitter. He was, he was called the funniest man on Twitter. Um, Yahoo named him the funniest man uh -huh. on Twitter. And then uh -huh. he saw that she was, was following him. Well, it's interesting because he had been a fan of Sharon Horgan. Exactly. From her and many there she was following him. So UK. he reached out to her. Mm -hmm. And what ensued was a conversation that made them start to collaborate. Mm -hmm. And both their spouses think it's great. They met in the Twitter yep. sphere. I mean, is that so modern day or yeah, what? And Carrie is. Fisher is on the show, who plays his mother. And it was funny in an interview, they said, Well, how did she's you get. She's great. She's always good. And uh -huh. they said, How did you get Carrie Fisher on the show? And he said, You know, the old fashioned way through MySpace. It was one of the funniest jokes. He's like, no, no, no. We saw her at an award show where she was fetting Graham Norton. And he said her comedic timing was so razor sharp. Oh, they sent her the script. Nor effortless. And she said yes. And she's very uh -huh. good. And of course, you know, Carrie Fisher from When Harry Met Sally. Mm. And bringing up When Harry Met Sally, this is something I thought of immediately because... Again, they're the only two writers, um, partly because it originated in the UK where you can have a six-episode season. A six-half-hour episode 
six half hours. Yeah, so you and by don't the way, and to... I don't think there was enough time in those half hours. I think it was a little bit rushed. Well, it's wonderful, though, to leave us, you know, wanting more. But talk about writing for two genders, where they're both comedians. They're both fantastic writers. You have the male point of view and the female point of view, both equally beautifully represented, like you did in When Harry exactly. Met Sally with Rob Which Reiner also, and Which also, yeah, Elfheim. had two very funny people working on the script mm-hmm. from their own experiences. Like, yes. both their spouses have said they're seeing things that have happened with them mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the um, the actual show. But see, when I was saying that I thought the half hour was a little short, it's not that I wanted more. It's that I don't know that they it got to unfold quite enough in each of the episodic uh, arcs. I felt mm-hmm. like it was a little bit rushed. Not, I mean, not, not desperately. Not that I wanted an hour. I don't think you need an hour. But I think that, tw- you know, the same thing happened, by the way, with Grace and Frankie, which is also half hour each. Mm-hmm. A little bit short for such complex arcs, I think. And yet I thought, compared to Grace and Frankie, oh, much better. this found its footing immediately. Yep. And I loved that part of the story. They said when they first decided to collaborate together, because they're both married and because they both have children, they assumed that they would just start with a married couple that has children. And the more they talked about their characters' backstories, they thought, well, how did these two characters meet? And that backstory pretty much became season one, which, which is, is why, hilarious. Yeah, which is why season two, by the way, is going to take place a number of years after season one ends. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go, you know, she's, at, you know, she goes into labor at the end of this, and I don't think that's anybody's right. secret. But, uh, but the next season is going to start, and it's not going to, um, it's not going to start right away. Mm-hmm. So it'll happen. You'll see it will be some distance away. But who can wait till the next season? And they're both right. such great actors. They are so funny and again Rob Delaney said he had been a fan of Sharon Horgan's and he said when they first started working on the show he felt like it was a dream where he had woken up in his favorite tv show her facial expressions are unbelievable she's so funny now his unfolding who does that Mm -hmm. remind you of his unfolding, do you mean his... Um, I think his per- his personal story of how he got here... His pers- eyes remind me of Mandy Patinkin. But, no, but, but his personal story of how he got here is very similar to Connor Hines, who we just interviewed. Yes, Because Connor, you know, Connor mm-hmm. was found on YouTube. Yeah. And the reason he went and wrote on YouTube was because he couldn't get acting. He wanted to work. He wanted to act. And so he didn't see... You know, he wasn't landing the big part, so he started to write for himself so that he could actually act and put it up on YouTube, and he was discovered, and as you all know from listening to our last podcast... Uh, he's heading out west to NBC to do, a, you know, to write a, a uh, series sitcom. And it's the same way we're saying Amazon Prime and all these yeah. new innovative channels new for getting channels, really yes. original programs. One thing that it reminded me of, not in terms of tone, but just in terms of projects that came together so beautifully, is the Irish movie Once, where they got basically two musicians. They weren't actors. One was a street busker. And do you remember the year that um, they came and they won the Oscar for Best Original Song? And it was one of those moments where Hollywood, which can become a little jaded from being such a big industry, they were swept off their feet by the charm of the musicians of once. And in that script, they never gave them names. They were just boy and girl. And in this, in Catastrophe, the characters' names are the same as the comedians who write it, Rob and Sharon. And they said it was purely just out of laziness that they assumed someday they'd come up with names for their characters. Well, and but also I, there's one part where she doesn't really know his last name and she's picking him up at the oh airport. Oh, my goodness. And How she, funny he, and was And she that? says, I don't know your last name. And he says, it's Morris or Norris or whatever. And she says, mine's Norris. And he said, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. So their last How names are Morris and Norris. Ridiculous. And by the way, it's... 
carried off beautifully. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because he talks, as did Connor Hines, Mm -hmm. about the fact that they really labor over every word that's in every sentence. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't help but note, again, that similarity between the two. When you're writing that fast, it's 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 Sorkin on speed. Sorkin's mm-hmm. at 45. This is at 78. I mean, Sorkin's you know at fast, and they're at ultra fast. Are, are you talking about the speeds at which I you was, would play I don't vinyl want to talk about records? It. Uh, you know, okay. I don't want to talk about Rubber Soul at 78. But here's the thing: um, it's faster than Sorkin, and you have to take mm-hmm. it in fast. It's Twitter fast. It's, yep. You've got 126 characters, and they're going to make sure they use every one of them. And if you go and read his Twitter feeds, you can see that he uses the language brilliantly. I do not. When we're trying to tweet, I am like a loser girl. But, you know, it's, everyone's talking about how people writing today, they don't have the greatness of the past in terms of grammar and in terms of eloquence and all of these other things. But the truth is... They know how to say things in a much shorter amount of time. They're both so Oh, my God. And I love their dynamic. And it's very interesting because when you talk to people who are looking for their soulmate, so often, especially women, will say the most important trait to them in the person they're looking for is a sense of humor. And here I thought... Who says that? I don't know anybody who says that. (laughs) Everyone says this. You know, when you say, what are you looking for in a guy? They'll say he's got to have a good sense of humor. Okay, you know what? And those women are lying. But I, you know... That is not... Because if so, then all those fabulously funny guys would be married long before they are. Because the truth is, that's what you should be saying is most important, but it's not. But look at Catastrophe. I mean, mind you, he is big and tall. He really is. But his sense of humor and her sense of humor, it is the most romantic thing about this show okay. is they laugh together. And I like to talk about titles. I, you know, really? Oh, I love this title. I don't like the title. Really? really? I think it's I don't great. Like the title. When they bring it up every time and they've got the No, they, have, they juxtaposition it in beautifully, mm-hmm. but it's not a Catastrophe. Oh, they bring in the drums and then they bring in Catastrophe. I think it's such a good sp- really on these yeah, romantic comedies maybe, where everything maybe. is all you puppies may, you and roses. You actually might change my mind on that, you but know. at first it was like, I don't like that word associated because it's not in the end of catastrophe. It's a perfect well, storm is what it is. They make a beautiful better. thing out yeah. of it. And even that they do to comedic effect. So for example, when she finds out she's pregnant and he flies over to London to see her and he said, you know, I didn't know my father. This kid is going to have a dad. I'm going to be part of his life. She goes, okay, okay. You don't have to be so American about it. I love the fact that they're both from different cultures and it takes place in a third country. So she's Irish, he's American, but it takes place in London. I love that where they can mm-hmm. both be fish out of water, really. You know, another moment where I had true affinity for Rob Delaney's character is when she boots him out of the apartment, he goes for a walk and he's almost immediately mown down by the bicyclist who calls him an idiot. No matter how many times I go to a country where they drive on the left I just can never figure out which side I'm supposed to be on I didn't even get that that was why yeah Uh well there you go Delaney by the way uh was somebody who was sort of struggling a bit with his career and then he had a drunk driving car accident which again his character has stopped drinking on the show they said 49 percent of what happens to the characters is based on their life experiences and he had a drunk driving car accident and drove into a building well which by the Mm -hmm. way I think you have to be pretty drunk to make that mistake make a left turn into a building but at any rate um he said that's when he decided to take seriously both comedy and his work ethic. Mm-hmm. And it sort of turned him around. So, you know, uh, one can point out that you can make a change anytime to 
to go to another side. So now, did you read his book? And now I'm blown away. I was already impressed that they star in and write the show. And, you know, he maintains over a million Twitter followers. So now he's written a book on top of this? He wrote the book first. Oh. Mother, wife, sister, human, warrior, falcon, yardstick, turban, cabbage. That's the name of his book. Does it all fit on one it cover does. page? Yeah. I'm going to guess it's got more than 140 characters. Do you remember? Wow. Have and you read it? No. <laughs> No, but I want to. Look, I only started watching this last night, so I haven't had a chance to read the book yet. Um, but I will tell you that I intend to read the book because he's written, and I want to look at how he structures the sentences in the book, if he takes as much care uh, in the book, and if the dialogue and everything else is as crisp. And, you know, I want to, I want to see how he writes narrative in a book. So, yes, I'm going to be getting it. Wow. Um, you know, some of my favorite lines from this series, when she's describing her father, when he's about to meet her parents, and she said, I don't know, my father's a little hard to talk to. He's like a piece of granite with bushy eyebrows. <laughs> Mom, Dad, we've got something we'd like to tell you. We're getting married. I thought you were going to tell us you were pregnant there for a minute. One funeral at a time here. That's great. It made me laugh out loud. Watching the show, it reminded me a little bit of when Sex and the City first came out. And it felt like this insider's glimpse into a conversation that you're usually not party to and a little irreverent, but funny and pushing the envelope, certainly, but um, but very original and fresh. I keep getting very horny and very depressed at the exact same moment. Will you have sex with me? Uh, but you're crying. It's fine. Well, I don't want to have sex with a crying woman. Really? No, I'll do it, but get it together. And he said, we're super hyper-specific about what characters say. At first, it's really arbitrary. And then we go over it by syllable again and again and again and again and agonize over whether a character is going to say so or anyway. That means they, they are writers who take great care. Yes. Yeah, and they did a great job. And they're writing about stuff they know about. Right. And do you know what his inspiration was for writing it? Um, besides his real life? <laughs> yes, besides his real life. I <laughs> uh, know. Um, Midnight. Now, it's so interesting, the movie with Ethan Hawke and Julie yes. Delpy, the third yes. in the trilogy. Yeah. But it's, well, it's actually Before Midnight is the real title. Before Midnight. Yeah. Well, it's very interesting to me because I saw, of course, Before Sunrise and then Before Sunset. I have never seen Before Midnight. And the reason is that I heard about this marital fight between Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke where they eviscerate each other in something like a 12-minute scene. And I am a total lightweight when it comes to these Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf fights between spouses. And it's something that they walk right up to the edge there and they tow it very well because um, did you ever read Malcolm Gladwell's book, Blink? Yes. Okay, do you remember that chapter? Second book. Do you know the first? Um, the Tipping Point. Yes. But in Blink, he interviews a marital expert, and she said she can totally tell with a very, very, very high batting average which couples will stay together by listening to taped conversations between them. And she doesn't have to listen to the actual words. She can listen at high speed. And she said the one discerning factor is whether or not they speak to each other with contempt. And they can argue, but as long as they argue without contempt... Or if they sound like they're joking, but they're joking with contempt, that marriage is not going to last. And the final scene in the sixth episode, I thought was heartbreaking, where it starts out so touching on their honeymoon night, and then it turns into a Virginia Woolf-esque moment for me, which, which was necessary for the cliffhanger and the plot. And I thought, I'm glad that they seem not to have quite yet tiptoed over that contemptuous level because no, that would be hard no to watch. Contempt. You know, I actually mm -hmm. loved that scene where they have that huge fight at the end because for me that scene 
showed that they might make it because yes. because the stress of it all just came floating mm-hmm. out when it was safe to. Because if they'd had that fight beforehand, they might not have gotten married. And you see it yeah. from both of their yep. points of totally, view. Totally. You know, very well done and really drives us into the second season. Yeah, which, uh, I, when, do you know when that's coming out? When is the second season coming out? Do we know? Um, I think it's going to be at least six months because Rob Delaney did say in an interview that for Americans who are used to 22 or more episodes per season of their regular TV shows, they will have received 12 within a year. So um, the next six episodes can't be that far away. Right. Well, and funny, now it's become old hat. You know, a year ago, releasing all six episodes in one fell swoop wasn't done. I mean, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, House of Cards was the first to do it and now everybody's doing it. Well, it's interesting because I think this is really thanks to Downton Abbey that America yeah. are getting more used yeah. to the British um, broadcasting schedule. How the Brits episodes. do it well, don't they? They do it oh so well. Oh my gosh. Now, is it just me, or does Sharon Horgan look like a genetic cross between Caroline Kennedy, Julianne Moore, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Okay, you know what? That's just way above my pay grade. Oh! To put three... I mean, if you gave me two faces, I can do it, but three okay. faces? Caroline Kennedy three faces and, and me Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I mean, you know, yeah. cannot say enough. By the way, I love her hair. Time. She's got the greatest hair. She has wonderful And when she hair. wakes up in the morning, her hair is clearly just freshly blown out, which must have happened before she woke up by some little she angels that come in. She is my role model. And that episode where she asks him to go for a walk, and he's like, sure, where do you want to go? And he realizes she's tossing him out of the apartment. When she says, you're the second biggest thing in my apartment, you know, after the armoire, very funny dynamic between the two of them. I even love her. I love that. I'd let you, do you want to go for a walk? I'd love to go for a walk by yourself. <laughs> I love her tunicky sweater jackets too. I think it's her, her fashion is a really good touch for her character. I knew you were going to say that. I love the accents. I think that adds a whole nother layer that you've got Scottish accents, British accents, Irish accents, American accents. Um, Now also, you know, they lie to each other. Yes. You know, that comes out in a very funny way. But not only does it come out in a funny way, nobody's mad. You know, it sort of shows you how to behave as if your marriage had been arranged Mm -hmm. rather than I can leave now, I can leave now, I can leave now. You know, that whole thing of they, they both lie to each other, but both, both of them understand why they were lied to. You know, there's no, you know, nobody said, well, what do you mean? How could you have lied to me about where you were going? Not, nobody said that. Now, I don't know if that's realistic and I don't know if that really plays well in the, in how to have a good relationship kind of land. But I loved the fact it, it reminded me of the West Wing. In the West Wing, one of the things that I love about the West Wing, and I think it's a great lesson in life, is that you can really be angry at somebody. Mm-hmm. They can behave, have behaved really badly, mm-hmm. but the connection is so strong, and the commitment to whatever you're working on is so yes. big that you just leave it behind right after you've said, you screwed me, you know, I'm mad at you, and then you walk away, and then you come back, and you get the job done. And... The West Wing, I think, shows as a series how to do that in business really well. Mm-hmm. And I think this shows how to do that in marriage. It seemed like they could have a really big reason to be angry or yeah. to not agree with each other or whatever, but it didn't really affect the next step that day. No, their dynamic is really based Very good, very strong. It's a great mix because on the one hand, the dialogue can be so raunchy. And I don't know if you saw the BBC breakfast interview that you can watch on YouTube. And the BBC interviewer said, you were going to show a clip from the show. The clip, I'm not even sure they got through a complete sentence. It was when he was pretending that the phone call coming 
was from his mother. And all of a sudden the clip cuts out and Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney go, that was a short clip. And they said, well, we have, you know, very low threshold in terms of what we can air here on the BBC. So on the one hand, the dialogue can be so off color, raunchy. And yet um, the the driving principles behind the character's actions are very old fashioned, that he flies over to London and wants to do the right thing and wants to be in the baby's life. It's a very good mix where it's on the edge and yet it's also old school. I think definitely, ways. definitely true. Really, mm -hmm. really well done. Uh, you like both characters, even, uh, you know, in spite of their flaws. And she's a tougher character. You know, yes. he has a romantic side. She does not. He is kind. She is mm -hmm. not. He's you know, compliant. Okay, now by the way, not. that kid who says, "Do you know Barack Obama?" Oh my goodness! <laughs> the Barack Obama part uh -huh. is so funny. Are you American? Yes. Do you know Barack Obama? No, I don't. Are you a basketball player? No. I fool you, someone special. I am special. And he goes, "No, I don't." And then the kid goes, "Well, do you know the kids?" And he uh -huh. goes, "I don't know Sasha, but I do know Malia." And he goes, "How do you know them if you don't know Barack Obama?" Uh -huh. And he says, "Well, I don't." You know. <laughs> I mean, it's just so brilliantly, brilliantly There's prepared. There's nothing funnier than watching a six foot four man have a little schoolyard tiff with a kid who probably comes up to his knee really, and lose really the fight. True. Really, but, really true. Oh my goodness. Okay, another scene that just made me laugh out loud was when they were playing Scrabble and she used the word spleeny. I loved Great the way touches. they played Scrabble, actually. Loved it. Loved I it. Loved it. That. I loved the horror music ringtone on her phone every time the clinic calls <laughs> with more bad news. I thought that was just well, a and very even nice the touch. language geriatric pregnancy. Uh -huh. I mean, how great is that? Yes. First of all, and then I looked it up. It is a term. Oh, yeah. It's a oh term. Oh, my God. Her Seriously? reaction to the doctors as the doctors just deliver this news, her her comedic timing is fantastic. And he with his bosses as he's trying to pretend that he's actually getting work done. Fabulous. Oh, my goodness. With Fabulous. a bad internet connection. And, you know, there are some heartbreaking lines. When he comes back to their apartment, she says, I can't talk about this now. There are parts of my heart and my brain that I can't even visit right now. Yeah. It was a heartbreaking yeah. line. Beautiful. The dialogue done. is wonderfully and done. And all the supporting actors and actresses, we haven't talked about them, but mm -hmm. and I don't think we have to go into them in great detail, but they are really well played. Yeah. They're very unique characters all. Each one of them is very unique and interesting. And I think they support these two very, very well. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, of course, being led by Carrie Fisher, for sure. And God, even, she's good. She's so, and Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney, yep. when he's talking about, you know, your mother asked me which church I go to. And she goes, what'd you say? And he goes, well, I said St. Mary's. And they high five yeah. each other. And she's like, good one. Or they come back from that disastrous dinner with the frenemies. And she says, you know, I think we really pulled it back there at the end. Just hilarious. Well, Mark, Mark Bonner, who plays the um, frenemy husband. Oh, Chris. Mm -hmm. with electronic Unbelievably, cigarette. well, he's just good in every, you know, you uh -huh. never know what he's going to come up with next, but yep. it's brilliant each time. Mm -hmm. And he has a soul. He has a soul. Yep. In and a really very good way. interesting character. Or even that crazy American character, Dave, mm -hmm. where he comes flying in there on his coked up high and Sharon Horgan just says, what, what is that? I mean, these two could not be funnier. Right. So we, you know, we have to say, you're talking about three hours. To be the whole season, yep. Yeah, to be told an entire story mm -hmm. that really will help you be a better partner. If you want to watch it in a way that gives you something back, which is really what, for me, Screen Thoughts is all about, you know, mm -hmm. finding the things in the screen that make our lives better. It's three hours, and if you then go back and watch it again to say, I'm in a relationship, how, what can I get out of this? I think there are so many great relationship tips 
in this uh, in this show. So we hope you'll take such, some time. Such a lesson for Hollywood that you can come up with something so original that deals with a trope we've seen before. You know, two people coming together, exactly. I mean, forging you, their future. But they, but it's done better. It's and, done better. You know, and me, the marketing girl, comes out and I'm thinking, okay, this should be in every waiting room in in in, in couples therapy offices. Mm-hmm. If this were playing in the waiting room of couples therapy offices, people would leave. They wouldn't have to stay. For yes. the, you know, it's really, really, really good about how you can love somebody and not like them at the same time. I wanted to say, too, not only is the writing so original and the delivery of their own lines, their own work is so original, the camera work I find fresh and original, too. Yeah, no, it's good. I love how the camera follows them around, what comes in and out of focus. Okay, for me, the set of her apartment is unbelievably great. Now, isn't there a line in the show where she says she looks like a couch? He looks like a couch? I don't know, but I'm telling you, look at her couch. <laughs> That's one of those things where you want to be able to stop and click on Amazon and say, where can I buy this couch? <laughs> you know? See, that's a great... This is why I know. you are the supreme marketer. If Amazon <laughs> is broadcasting this show, they should just have buttons I should be able to, to buy wear. that couch right off of Amazon Prime. And no I can question. buy her tunicky sweater yes. top. You know? So, you and know maybe what? her hair products. Just to go shopping for how to do your own you know, low-budget decor for sure you should see this show if you're in a relationship you should see this show and we hope you'll all go and have a look-see kudos 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 kudos. rob delaney sharon horgan well done hashtag fabulous